0: What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 96.0. And we're starting a new series. New game. We we finished up Call of Cthulhu. And uh, now we're moving on to a game that's been on my backlog since I owned it. God of War. Now, not the 2005 PlayStation 2 game. But the 2018 PlayStation 4 game, God of War. Uh, today I have with me Matt Quinn.
1: Hello, friends.
0: And so, yeah, God of War, man. And so, it, it, this is a big one.
1: This is yeah, this is a big one. Yeah, a C- couple of generations clearly have passed since that first God of War. That's for sure.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, as we do with our, our new uh, games, uh, the first episode we usually talk about our history with the game itself. So, Matt, tell me about your history with God of War.
1: Uh, with this game, it's fairly limited. Um, I've I've enjoyed the God of War series since the day I first saw it, and I literally still remember the first time I ever saw God of War being played. Uh, it was the first God of War, 2005. I remember being in college and visiting a, a friend's dorm or apartment. And I, I just remember walking in and he was he was busy playing that. And I uh, actually opened a beer, I believe, before I even said hi to him because we were getting ready for uh, an evening that – wasn't to start for a couple hours, and he was just finishing up the game, and I, I just remember seeing it on the screen and not knowing what it was at the time. That was you know the one time in my life I didn't really play games was while I was in college, and uh, I, I just remember seeing the the sense of scope and the fluidity of the combat over his shoulder basically, and just being like, I don't know what that is, but it looks amazing. And, you know, I I eventually played it and and loved it. I played, I think, every God of War. I'm pretty sure I've played through all of them. Uh, And was super excited for, you know, this game, 2018, when it came out. And I I pre-ordered it. I had it on day one. I put a few hours into it. And I said, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, And I just got distracted and never touched it again. And as much as... As much as it, I loved its legacy, I loved the game, it's got amazing reviews, I, I I really don't have any justifiable excuse for why I didn't play more of it, to be honest. I've, I've, I've wanted to, it's always at the top of my list, and just one that I've oddly just not been able to get get back to, for some reason.
0: Yeah. Well, um, as far as my history goes, uh, as far as the God of War franchise goes, i um, so I think I've said it before on Phoenix Down, I'll say it here um and I'll say it again whenever we finally do. Yakuza. Um, God of War came out in 2005 obviously. And uh that was uh, the second year of college for me. Uh and I've said it before that uh between 2004 and 2000 I say roughly around mid 2006. I didn't play video games. I, um, my PlayStation 2, uh, supposedly died. Uh, it would stop reading, it stopped accepting discs. I would close the tray and then it would just pop back open. Couldn't figure it out and save my life. Kind of got sick of it and, well, started college. Um, and that kind of took precedence over everything else. And, and like we, we
1: share that gap even if it's off by a couple of years between yeah, us. Yeah. So in uh,
0: 2006, mid-2006, um, I went into a GameStop randomly with uh, a friend of mine. And uh, the first thing I noticed on the shelf was uh, a game called Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. To which I said, holy crap, they made a new Metal Gear? And they said, yes, yeah, i actually been out for a little while. I was like, uh, I'm going to see if I can get my PlayStation 2 running. Pick that game up first. Played through Metal Gear Solid Three, loved it, and then went back to GameStop and picked up Yakuza, which was um, slightly newish at the time, I believe. I can't remember, but that was the second game I played getting back into video games after about a two-year hiatus. After Yakuza, I picked up God of War, uh, and it, at that point, it was a greatest hits—you know, the nice red case with the ugly the ugly uh, font over it saying greatest hits or whatever. Yeah. And um, played through it. I said, eh, it's a pretty fun action game. Uh, uh, but I remember Devil May Cry, and I said, Devil May Cry is better than this. Uh, but I thought it was okay. It's, fu- it's fine. It's fine. Uh, and after that, for some odd reason, for, for a game that I thought was okay... I picked up every new God of War when they released um, and played them to completion. Uh, I have played God of War 1, 2, and 3. I played Ghosts of Sparta. I played Chains of Olympus. Um, was there another God of War on PS4 or no?
1: There was 3 in Ascension on 3.
0: Yeah, I have never played Ascension, which is the one that I've... That's the only one I've never played. I've played every other God of War. Um And I think they're okay. The running joke was, this is the Chronicles of Angry Man. That's what I've always called them, because it seems like Kratos is always upset and angry. Yep. And I was just like, eh, it's okay. Uh the, If anything, I would give them that it's a good action game. But I still hold Devil May Cry at a higher regard than this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Devil May Cry has better combat, maybe. But, you know, I, I think for me it was that sense of scale that really blew me away with God of War, with the yeah. early series. Yeah, they, they know, definitely have You know, fighting god-sized gods.
0: I, I found that... You know, the,
1: and Titans and all, all, all the craziness.
0: Yeah, the the mythos I thought was really cool. um, Because they, especially with, like, the PSP games, like the Chains of Olympus and, and Ghost yep. of Sparta... Those really got deep into some of the stuff, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Because I remember in one of them, you fight like King Midas, and like he's you're tracking him down because he, every time he steps, it leaves gold footprints and stuff like that. So <laughs> I was like, "This is so cool!" It's like you know, they take this weird mythos and just turn it into a gameplay mechanic, and I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, but as far as I, I, I don't think I like Kratos. I don't think I like Kratos as a character. I think he's one-dimensional. Yeah, exactly. Emotional. He's
1: he's just a vehicle for combat.
0: Yeah, he, he's he's an angry man who is mad because uh, he got tricked into killing his wife and kids. Yes, that sucks. But come on, I mean, yep. you got your revenge. Why are you going to keep going? You know what I mean?
1: Well, it, you know, it's an interesting point of time because you, you know when when we get into this game, it obviously has a much much different tone, and so many games these days do. And. You know, while while you can say that the the mythology and the story even of the God of War games was good, characterization was never ever near the top of its attributes that were of any value. But they they did have a good amount of cutscenes in them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, which helped the story, but again, never really the character.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, uh, cut to twenty eighteen. Of course, this was a big marketed. Uh, game, saw the E3 demo, everybody went nuts over it, and I said, okay, this doesn't actually look like God of War anymore, it's over the shoulder camera, um, Kratos, while still brooding, is not really Angry Man anymore, and I was like, okay, I, I guess I'm kind of interested in this, uh, but I did not pick it up day one, uh, in fact, I picked this up on Amazon for probably twenty five bucks for a sale one time. I think I, I think I picked it up in twenty nineteen. Like early twenty nineteen, I think. Um, and I started playing it. Uh played it to a certain point, um, and then got distracted. Uh restarted it uh August of last year, uh for the first time, restarted it. Uh, and made it to where we stopped, uh, for this recording. And now I restarted it again for the, for Phoenix Down. Um, but each time I played this, I said, I get it. This is a different type of game than the original God of Wars. While still kind of feeling like a God of War. Um, but what they did was, and like Anthony alluded to last week, They kind of turned it into a Legend of Zelda type game. And I'm totally okay with that. Because as we're going to get into, there's always something to do. Yep. There's always something. There's something in this room that you can't get to right now. But if you think about it for a little while, or if you do a certain thing, you'll be able to get to it. And knowing that every room has something like this makes me want to do everything in this video game.
1: Yeah, this is a game you definitely could speed through, but I find myself unable to do that. Yes,
0: I am and the exact I'm, same I'm not
1: way. usually that way with games. Usually I'm like, all right, I'm going to play through it the first time, I'm going to get the narrative, I'm going to get the gist of it, and then on my second playthrough... I'm really going to take my time because I know what to do. I know how to do everything this game. I just, I don't want to progress. Like, you know, we'll get into it. But when you have those chests with a little CR and N on them. Yeah. I, I just, I'm always like, all right, I, I don't know how hard this is going to be, but I am not leaving until I figure it out. Where's the runes.
0: Yep, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking everywhere for these runes. Uh, and that's, there's there's only a handful of games that do that right. Zelda's one of them. Um, and you see how long it takes them to get Zelda games out. Um, but this game does it too. And it's fantastic. It, yep, rea- it I really, I think this is.
1: game just does a lot of different things really, really well. Yes. So far. Yes, absolutely. And I, you know to to your point i I made it for this recording just a little bit further than I had made it the first time I played uh so I got to see a couple of new things and then you know when when we when I sit down this weekend it's all gonna be new well there you go i'm 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 excited too because like I said
0: uh okay well we we'll, we'll talk about it but i I made it to the elf realm my last time I played it but I never made it out of it so that's I'm pretty much where I left off. So everything will be new then. Um The one thing I will mention is that the first time, the very first time I played this game, I said, this game is hard. I kept dying a lot. And it took me probably a couple of hours to finally get into the rhythm of fighting.
1: Yeah, I, I did have a couple of times that I died as, a, as I was playing through this time I got to the part where I know I stopped last time and I was like oh yeah th- this is not as hard this time I I just I'm, I'm a little bit more familiar with it the second time around and you know I, I played through this a bit more yeah. more quickly so I, I'm just a bit more you know in tune with the, its combat and it's a little bit less button mashy than the original God of Wars which makes it far more interesting Yeah, but it also means you have to pay a little more attention
0: mm-hmm the, and, only, uh, the only the no, only thing, uh, oh no,
1: just a, a thing I would call a benefit of this game.
0: The only thing I would do differently: pull the camera back just a little bit, just a little bit. I feel like it's just glued to Kratos's back. I just need it just a little bit farther out.
1: Yeah, for for the combat. I mean, there are some points in this game where I think it really, really benefits from being up close. Yeah. Um, you know, and then what the original games did so well is really zoom out to get that sense of scale. So, yeah, maybe I wish it was a little farther away in combat, but I, I like the variability of it to really highlight the the moment, which is actually why when we were getting into this game, you know, and, and I know you've made some positive comments on it before, but even right before we started recording, you made some positive comments. And I just, you know, I in my mind, I was lumping it in with the rest of the Sony first Party story driven games and I was just like, God, oh, Drew's not gonna like this. The the
0: the thing is I don't hate I don't like naughty dog games. I think yeah. that's all it is. You know. I, I it's and I'm not saying naughty dog games are bad. I've said yeah. this a million times. They're not bad, they're not for me. I don't like yeah. the way they play there there is no denying that uncharted last of us are good games they tell a great story they look phenomenal but i don't like the gameplay in them god of war plays good that's the thing
1: yeah and certainly there's a lot more gameplay and a lot more to do here than in in some of those games but i I guess it was for me it was every time there's a cinematic moment i'm like oh we're forced into it i feel like that might be a that might be one of the things that, that drives you away from it.
0: There's something else that I like. Because you're
1: handheld a little bit with some of the big moments.
0: You, you can be, yes. The, the the other thing that really helps this game is the, the, the dynamic between Kratos and Atreus. Because I really prefer them over Joel and, and Ellie. Ellie, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that's to me that's the instant parallel but yeah i i do think this is better not only i mean you know there are some similarities certainly but even just given the weight and the context of the previous god of war games and knowing what he's done and who he was in those times never really mattered in those games but is super relevant for this game and adds that weight to everything that happens at Really just a, an amazing backdrop for the relationship that they do have here.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like they have done a great job taking known mythos and putting their own spin on it. Yep. And that's what I like. One of the endearing things I kind of liked about Two Human was that they took this, you know, Norse mythology mythos and turned it into like a cyberpunk kind of thing. And I feel like they do that here a little bit as well. Um, because I am absolutely fascinated with the mythos of Norse mythology used in this game. Um, and they do a good job of explaining it too. because yeah, And even
1: turning it into another thing to hunt down and, and learn and do. Exactly.
0: And uncover. Because I don't know much about Norse mythology. I know Baldr. I know Thor. I know Odin. And I know Loki. And that's mainly because of just Marvel. You know, I mean, it's like... And and I feel like... The one thing I do like about how they handle this is that... The gods are these really powerful, brooding characters. But they also are more human... Than than what you would originally expect. When you think of a god, you think of this giant person who towers over everything. And uh, I like how they handle it in this. Um. So I guess we should just go ahead and start talking about the story.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that that's enough of an overview, I think. Huh. It's, but it, I mean, it really is. It it makes a good first impression, and there's a lot. You know, I'll, I'll, even without the the step by step walkthrough, I mean, there's so much in this game. It's it's very intricate. You know, in, in in the the levels, the you know the the visuals, the combat, the I don't know. There's just there, there's certainly a lot in it. Yeah, uh, and for they, being a relatively big game so far.
0: They they also do a really good job of of you know because it's. It's very cinematic in the fact that it's all done in one shot. There's no camera cuts. There's no uh, cut scenes with different angles. It's all shown from the exact same point of view.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I really appreciated that the first time I played it, but it, it did strike me a bit this time. You know, especially some of the, the really early powerful moments. Uh, I noticed it there, and then. The, And then, kind of realized a little bit later. Oh, wait! This is the whole game's like this, not just that scene.
0: Right. So, um, so the game starts off um, with Kratos and this young boy, uh, basically preparing for a funeral.
1: Uh, Kratos is certainly looking aged.
0: Yes, beard. Kratos has a beard now. Um, He uh, he looks to have aged a little bit. Um, uh, he still has the, the ashen skin, which is the, the ashes of his, well, dead wife and children.
1: Yeah. And, and Christopher judge, don't get me started on how much I love Stargate. But, <laughs> I mean, he, he was unbelievable as Teal and I, I could not imagine a better voice actor for, um, for Kratos in this game.
0: Yeah. He's always been Kratos, right?
1: No, I don't think so. No, I thought it was only this game.
0: Yeah, well, maybe not. Okay, I thought I thought it was the same voice actor, but um, so they're uh, preparing a funeral, um, and uh, after a few uh, walking cutscenes, um, we realize that it is uh, Atreus, the boy's mother, uh, and. I assume Kratos's wife it's never said that it's, it's wife. never
1: said, but they do talk about uh they they do talk about him being the son of these two, trace being the son of these two yes. right? yeah he calls him father, yep um but it's also alluded to a few times
0: that. It seems like Atreus was raised by his mother, uh, which her name is Fay, I believe. Isn't that right? I think so. I could be wrong, but um, and it seems like this Atreus was raised by his mother rather than Kratos. It seemed like Kratos was gone a lot. Uh, and, um, you know, obviously there's, there's things that are said throughout this, this playthrough here. Um, like, you know, uh, he carries the ashes with him. Uh, and Atreus is like, can I carry the ashes for a little while? And Kratos is like, no. And then Atreus is like, well, she meant more than to me than she did you.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the kind of a line you would have never ever gotten the other God of Wars. Even though Chains of Olympus has one of my favorite scenes ever in a video game. Ever. And what's that? Which was, you know, it, uh, there's a moment in that game when Calliope is trying to hug you, and you have to mash on, on the button to push her away, and she keeps coming back to you, and you have to push harder and force her away and just that idea of like a moment of emotional bonding that you have to physically jam on your button to end given everything that happens in that game is just heartbreaking to me
0: hmm. I, I don't know
1: I don't know why that that one short scene has stuck with me more than any other god of war game but you know I, I always think of it when I think of my favorite video game moments and I otherwise wouldn't necessarily call Chains of Olympus one of my favorite video games ever, although it was a great game.
0: Well, I, I, I unfortunately don't remember that scene, but that's that's okay. It's been a long time since I played Chains of Olympus, uh, which I, I believe is on the collection. Isn't there a collection that has Sciossport and Chains of Olympus on it?
1: Yep, yeah, certainly is on PS3, I believe, right? Yeah, I I've, I've replayed through those games on the PS3 as well, yeah. But, um,
0: yeah, so um, we have the funeral. Uh, and right after the funeral, uh, we burn – obviously, we burn her body.
1: And... and that's where it's shocking to me with the camera, when it's up close. When, when at us, Kratos have to pick her body up and then put her on the pyre, you know, that's where I thought it really benefits from being up close and, you know – Every moment, every step, you know, because even earlier in, in this game, you know, when you have to cut down the tree, like, the first thing you do is cut down that tree, right? Yeah. And, like, to me, that was almost like, all right, this, you know, wh- when a game goes into that slow motion and you you, you you walk every single step and you're forced to walk, you can't run, it's usually, you know, a lead up to a big moment. But all he does is throw the, throw the log in the water and then, you know, and then they, they, they make their way back to the hut. So at that point, I was like... All right. Is this game just really slow? But you know, it's all—it's all part of that. You know, you're with him every moment. You know, of of these critical steps, and you know, the, the tree part. Yeah, it, it may not be a critical step in his. You know, in the weight, the emotion, emotional weight of this part of the story, but you know, certainly the part with the funeral pyre is, and you know, I just—I thought that slowness. The thing it reminded me the most of, actually, is that moment of quiet in Mass Effect 2. Just because, you know, at that point in Mass Effect, you know what I mean, right at the beginning, all, right? All
0: hell's breaking loose, yeah.
1: Yep, and then, and then it's just exposed to space, it's just dead silence, all you hear is the breathing. That moment of, like, reflection, like, th- th- that they <laughs> took the time to slow down there rather than just always action, action, action. Really set a good tone for me in that game, and it did that here for me in this game. Like I couldn't believe that, you know, you start off with a funeral, and it could have easily just been a cutscene, but you're actually with him as he picks this body up and and sets it on the pyre. At uh, just an intense way to start a game, but not a action intense, just an emotionally intense way to start. Right. Just, I just, I don't know, it was really strong. I thought,
0: and it's a complete stark contrast from the original God of War's where you usually have a large boss fight. Uh, yeah. At the beginning of the game, and then you go have sex with women using a mini game.
1: Yeah, this just couldn't be farther from that.
0: <laughs> yes. So, um, after the funeral, um, uh, Kratos uh, asks Atreus, uh, "Do you know how to hunt?" And he's like, "Yeah, my mom showed me." And he's like, "Okay, show me." So we go on a hunting trip. It's Like, what are we hunting? You are hunting deer. Okay, which way? In the direction of deer. <laughs> and so uh, we do this nice little... This is a pretty decent little interactive tutorial. Basically showing how to move, how to, you know, different things that you can interact with, and how to fight a little bit later on. Um, but uh, they're hunting this elk looking thing that has you know
1: a magical elk
0: magical horns. Um and you know Atreus is still new to the hunting game. Uh he messes up a couple of times. Um and uh eventually he gets it. Like, I, know, I know we're skipping a lot of nuanced stuff here, but I mean, I, we have to get through <laughs> some, <laughs> some of the stuff here. Um, uh, and of course, uh, with Atreus, he has his mother's knife that he got. And um, he uh, wants to go, or Kratos tells him to go finish the kill because it's still alive. And he can't do it so Kratos forces him to do it. And for a split second there, he feels bad. Because you can tell Kratos wants to reach out and console the boy, but he stops himself from doing it.
1: Yeah, certainly a running theme through the beginning part of this game. Yes. And, you know, and and again, maybe one of the most surprising kind of emotional parts of this game where you see Kratos looking vulnerable or unsure or not, you know, not... Not knowing how to proceed or, you know, the the flood of potential emotions going through him there that causes him to be unable to connect to his son is just so starkly different from anything in the early games.
0: Oh, yeah. Coming from uh, a guy who uh, runs into a puzzle that requires him to uh, put something on a slab that activates a torch. And so he decides to grab somebody who is in a cage and puts them on it and it burns them to death. He didn't have to do yeah. that, but he did it anyway.
1: Yeah, Kratos don't care.
0: No. He does now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, we have our first boss fight here, uh, because the, the deer, uh, is pulled away by a ogre, I think. I I I don't know the enemies in this game. Maybe I should learn them. All I know is there's Draugr, which are also resurrected dead people. Um, I think it's a troll. A troll. Okay. Um so uh we have the boss fight with the troll. This is where they teach us that not only is Kratos fighting, but also Atreus and we can use Atreus to uh create distractions by using his bow. Um, and then on thank top. God he
1: doesn't die in the meantime,
0: but, but he can though, in certain certain things, so if you let a drogger get on top of him, he can eventually die
1: hmm.
0: uh and then you get game over <laughs> um but uh yeah, we fight the troll and we go back. To their hut. Um,
1: they uh, they didn't opt for the quick time event to finish him off. He just does it. I am so glad that they didn't
0: bring quick time <laughs> events back over. I am. I so mean, as glad. soon
1: as he ran up to it, I, I thought there was a hundred percent chance that was what was going to happen.
0: Yeah, because there is the finishing. You have to you have to hit R three to to um engage engage the the end of the fight. Um, and yeah. I am so glad they did not bring. the the quick time events back because I hate them I hate them Um, so we go back to the hut uh, and uh, as Atreus is in the uh, in the hut um, Kratos takes the ashes of his wife and um, goes into the hut starts talking to atreus saying he's not ready because atreus when he when we kill the uh when we kill the troll he starts just slicing and dicing in the dead body like he's really mad angry yeah and anger and
1: frustration and
0: yeah all that and kratos is like you are not ready for this journey that you you're not you're not ready for this uh you're you're you get surrounded by your anger, you let it control you, and you're not ready. So we go back home. Uh, Kratos takes uh, the ashes. Atreus is inside. Kratos goes inside with, it, with uh, Atreus and continues to talk about how he's not ready for this journey. Uh, and Atreus keeps referring to that he is no longer sick. He hasn't been sick for a while. And he is strong enough to take the journey. Um, they argue a little bit. He tries to uh, make him hit him. And, uh, Atreus can't do it. He gets mad, starts coughing a little bit. Uh, so he may still be sick. Um, but there's a knock at the door. Uh, Kratos tells, um, Atreus to get under the, um, floorboards. Uh, cause he doesn't know who this person is. When it goes to the door, opens it, and there is a <clears throat> rather rough looking character. Skinny dude with tattoos all over him. Uh, and he says that, uh, he knows who he is. He also says he's also a long way from home. And, uh, he wants to fight him. Kratos is like, you Just leave. Leave me alone. You don't want to fight me. And he's like, no, I, I do. And he slaps him. Kratos then forcefully says, leave right now. And then he goes in for another punch. Kratos stops it and for a split second there, the guy, the stranger, looks surprised. Almost like, uh oh, I just messed with a god. Um Kratos pushes him away. And then he comes in and does an uppercut on Kratos and sends Kratos flying about a hundred <laughs> feet in the air. Yep. Over his uh house. <laughs> Through the edge of it. Yeah. And, um, so begins the next boss fight with the stranger. So come kind of to find out this guy is as strong as Kratos, if not stronger. And obviously has to be some type of a god. And this is probably one of the most epic boss fights <laughs> I've remember in recent memory. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, it's got a bunch of different phases. Um, you know, it all really starts off with that punch which I thought was another another interesting use of that kind of the camera that follows you. Yeah. Just just the way it's shot like it feels more, I don't know, visceral.
0: But uh yeah, you're you're punching this guy, sending him through trees and uh rocks. Uh it's a straight up god battle. Uh after a few phases, um, uh, after one particular phase, everybody's busted up. I'm talking like, like bloodied everything. And he and Kratos both kind of do this weird healing factor thing where they're no longer beat up and their health restores.
1: Yeah. It's almost like, uh, when you see, like, a, a vampire where their wounds are healing up and, you know, gunshots or slices just knit themselves back together.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they both have this same type of power, which makes me, you know, just reiterates the fact that they're both gods. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, is that after uh, getting beat up and beating each other up for a while there, Kratos has had enough. And he begins his Spartan Rage, which is something that's been in all the God of Wars, where he basically just goes berserk and becomes uber-powerful. Uh, and he's able to Spartan raise this guy through a mountain <laughs> and splits the mountain. <laughs> um, And Kratos is able to get the upper hand. Uh, he's holding the stranger in a chokehold. And as he's holding him in this chokehold, the stranger says that he was hoping that he would be different. Kratos would be different. He was hoping that he maybe be able to have him feel anything because he can never feel anything. He cannot feel pain or anything like that. Kratos doesn't really care. And we have to, Well, it's an interactable thing. It's not actually like a quick time event, but it's interactable. We snap his neck. Yep. <laughs> and throw him down a crevice, <laughs> the crevice that we'd made. <laughs> um, Kratos then gets up in a very big rush and uh, goes back to the hut, tells Atreus, we need to leave right now. Of course, Atreus is like, what the hell's going on? Who is that guy? What happened out here?
1: <laughs> yeah, as they walk out and see the... <laughs> The land, like, torn in half.
0: Yeah. And Kratos is like, don't don't worry about it. Let's just get out of here. We gotta go now. And so begins our uh, first big quest, which is to go to the mountain. Uh, reach the mountain's peak, so we can then spread the ashes of Fae, Atreus' mother. Um... I remember the first time I played this after the big fight, I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm all in. Yep. This is, this is it. This is, I get it. Uh, but then I got even deeper in a little bit later on. So, uh, this next part is pretty much linear. Um, you're going through multiple areas. Um, some of the old, uh, architecture, uh, Atreus can read with the, um, uh the different types of uh i guess glyphs and stuff like that there's certain ones he can read and certain ones he can't uh which you can eventually get a uh, codex for that will allow him to read certain things um and we're fighting a bunch of Draugr. uh we run into different types some that throw projectiles some that are immune to his axe uh so i forgot to mention kratos uses this large axe um that uh has frost powers. It was originally uh Faze. She gave it to Kratos. Um and um uh, his axe is really cool because he can throw it and immediately command it to come back to his hand. Much like almost like Captain America or Thor. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: Plus you're doing a lot of little puzzles here where you're getting to explore some of the usage of the axe, like the fact that you can like lock gears in place by throwing the axe at them. It's, you know, it's maybe a relatively simple set of mechanics, but it's kind of cool that what you use in combat you also get to use in the puzzles.
0: Yes, and one of the things that they do really well is uh, shortcuts – so you'll go yep. through this long area of climbing and stuff like that, and then you'll knock over like a chain and be like, "Oh, I can come back here anytime I want to." Yep. And so I, I like how they they're, they're able to loop stuff around, and it makes it feel like each area is like this little mini dungeon, a la Legend of Zelda. So
1: yeah, my, my thought my thought always when it comes to levels folding back in on themselves is Dark Souls. It, it does
0: Souls- it does feel a little bit like a Souls game. It's um, maybe
1: not quite as intense as that, but you know, it, it that to me that's really really good level design, and this is you know this is definitely shades of that. Yes, absolutely. Um,
0: so uh, I'm trying to think of the next big plot point. Uh, I, I guess it's the um, the uh, well, you, the, the boar.
1: Yeah, I mean, you at least get that one cool scene. Maybe not really a plot point, but you get that. Cool scene where one of those points – because there's a couple times when you exit the caves and you're now like partway up the mountain and you can look down. So as you're – yeah, I guess it's probably pretty early in this, but you, you see that the hut that you were living in has this like magical barrier around it, which I thought was kind of cool.
0: That's right, yeah. It uh, looks like Faye had been putting some type of magical barrier around the woods that surrounded their um their hut and uh they're actually going through the unprotected part of it uh to go up to the top of the mountain. Uh I, I would say the next big plot point would actually be running
1: into uh Brock the dwarf. Yeah. Yeah, I did. There was a couple of cool fights along the way. There was the witches. Yeah. That you know they're always uh, you know, they're always teleporting out of the way, so it's another good, like, interaction needing to use Atreus to hit them, to stun them, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then there was a part where, I think this has happened a couple of times, where you find the enemies that are just way too powerful that will one-hit you.
0: Um, well, you run into that after you make it to the Lake of Nine. Definitely. Uh,
1: there's definitely one before that.
0: Uh down in a a cave at the lower part kind of thing?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you jump onto a ladder and you can you need to go up and get out, but you can also go down into a uh, closed off little area where you fight him.
0: Yeah. So that, that guy is actually pretty easy. You stay yep. back and throw the axe at him a million times. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In the end not too hard, but he does one hit you.
0: Yes, yes, this is true. Um so uh Uh, We meet up with Brock, who is a dwarf with blue skin. Uh, He has a kind of like a pack mule. Uh, It's a large animal uh, that is being very stubborn. Uh, Luckily, Atreus uh, can talk to it and uh, calm itself. And um, he is our shop, essentially. Uh so uh Brock uh mentions that uh he, he sees the axe that uh that uh Kratos is using and he's like, "Hey, I know that axe. Uh me and my brother made it. And um I feel like we could probably upgrade that because we know how to work on it." Uh Kratos originally doesn't like him. Still doesn't like him. Um doesn't have a lot of patience yeah. still. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of patience, and I I kind of love the interactions. He's like, uh, I wonder what this. Like, I, I can't remember what Atreus says. He's like, uh, I wonder what Brock's doing. He's like, probably trying my patience. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I love the follow up to that when you, when you meet the witch, and she's like, Oh, you must have met the the dwarves, and he's like, Yeah, they're they're annoying if nothing else, or something like that.
0: Yeah. Kratos' interactions with pretty much anything that happens is pretty great because he doesn't actually get excited about anything except for one thing that happens a little bit later. Um, but he's always just brooding and nonchalant at the same time. Yeah. Um, so uh, the next big thing is we're going hunting again. Uh, this time we find this boar that uh, seems to be magical. Um, Atreus tries to shoot it with an arrow and it just bounces off. So he's like, okay, well, we got to go find it. it. Runs off. Uh, Atreus runs through this wooded area and Kratos loses him. And Kratos legit gets scared here he like you you're playing as kratos and you can constantly call out to atreus and he gets you can tell with each time you call out he's getting more and more nervous for the boy yeah um but finally we run into him and uh atreus is standing over uh the boar he has shot it but there's also somebody else there there is a woman uh who is Desperately trying to save this boar. She says it's the last of its kind and you shot it. Of course, Atreus feels bad about this. Uh, Kratos really doesn't give a crap, but he's being forced to because, well, she's like, since you guys shot it, you're going to help me save its life. So we follow her, uh, and take her or take the, the boar with us to her, uh, her hut I guess I don't know what to call it house
1: house that's the what, on the belly of a giant turtle yes
0: it's under the giant tortoise with a tree on its back it's a bulbasaur or or a a ivysaur (laughs) or something like that um and that's one of those big grandiose moments whenever this giant you know tortoise stands up and there's a house under it Uh, there's tons of those moments in this game um and they do a really good job with them.
1: Yeah, even you know, on the way, I think it was while we were in the boar fight, you you fight that second troll, like the fire troll. Yeah, at the foothills. Even just like yeah. the, the reveals of those trolls and enemies, like you you get some good scenes. It's not, it's not as clear. You know, there's so many games where it's hallway fight arena, hallway fight arena. You know, here there's a lot of twisting and not a lot of navigation, and they'll they'll take the time to make some of the fights unique. I mean, like it's only been the two trolls that we fought, and this one was quite a bit different than the first one. So, you know, each it feels like more of the parts of this game are crafted. Like it's not just a hut; it's the hut under the turtle with a tree on its back, and you get that really involved, like kind of walk up to it. You know, I don't know. It it feels like there's just a lot of attention that went into every moment of this. Absolutely. So, um, Atreus is,
0: uh, tasked with going and finding some herbs to help save this boar. Uh, while Atreus is outside, uh, this, the Witch of the Woods, uh, pulls Kratos aside and says, hey, look, I know you're a god, and, uh, the gods of this realm don't take kindly to strangers, um, I don't know if the boy knows that this, but it seems like you guys are in some pretty bad danger right now because you basically put a target on your back by being here. Of course, Craigslist is like, "Just stay out of it. We don't care. Yeah. Just, just mind le- your business. Yeah, mind your business. I don't care." Um, of course, Atreus they have a little moment. Atreus while he's searching for the boar drops his mother's knife. Kratos gives it back to him and uh, scolds him on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, even that, just the way that they said that, when he's like, well, if I lose this, and he's like, you did lose this.
0: Yeah. But um, going back to the hut, she's able to save the, um, the boar, and she's offering some help. She first gives... Kratos and Atreus a mark on their neck. And she says that this will help protect them, or excuse me, help hide them from people who would be seeking them. Uh, originally, to start with, he stops her from doing it, and then he agrees. Uh, she also gives them a compass, that will allow them to always point to the direction of where they want to go. Their gold or end goal. And she also gives them a new pathway to follow. The witch's cave. Which then leads off to a large lake. That allows them to go to the mountain. Uh, and uh, it seems like she's taking a liking to Lil Atreus. Uh, and um, sends us on our way. So, uh, going through the cave, we fight a few things here. Um, Is this where we're in? No, we're not introduced to the poison clouds yet. This is a little bit later
1: on. Yeah, I think think it's a little bit later on. Although this was one of the first parts of the game where I was like, yep, there's a lot here that I don't know how to get to, and I'm not sh- sure if I'm supposed to be able to get to it.
0: Yeah. So there's multiple things that we ran into. There's been chests that are covered with vines that I can't break. There's been yep. chests with covered with red stuff that I can't get into. And I'm like, okay, this is obviously some kind of Metroid Castlevania thing where I have to come back at a later time when I have some kind of special ability. Yep. So I left it alone. Um, but we find a boat in this cave and we follow the little river which then leads out to the Lake of Nine when I first played this game and I made it to the Lake of Nine this is when I said alright I was in I was all in now I want to do everything in this game the Lake of Nine is where this game opens up, and it's basically yep. you have four or five different little things that you can do, small things that maybe offer a chest that gives you hack silver for, like, currency, or maybe another one of those apples that increases your maximum health, stuff like that. And
1: <laughs> Some fights that I did not even uh, finish. Yeah. You
0: talking about the one where you summon the guys?
1: Yeah, we touch that little black, black spot in space there.
0: Yeah, and then and like level yeah. level nine guys come out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I tried that once or twice. I was like, this is this isn't going to happen. I could fight one of these, but there's like two or three of them.
0: Yeah, um, but there's multiple little islands in this lake that you can go to and and basically solve a puzzle or fight some guys. There's actually some side quests that open up here. Uh, you can actually um, help out these spirits that are wandering around, that need help.
1: Yep, I, I did all four of those.
0: I did as well. Um, there's some pretty good interactions in between uh, Kratos and Atreus here. Basically, Atreus yep. is like, what can we do to help? And, of course, Kratos is like, would you stop offering help to these things?
1: Yeah. who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Focus. <laughs>
0: um, but, uh, yeah. Um, but the biggest...
1: Because the mind... Did you- did you do that section with the where you go into the mines and you have to help the other dwarf? Uh, no. There's another dwarf to help. Yeah, right at the edge. Right at the edge. I think it's like the Iron Cove or the Forgotten Caverns. There's uh there's There's basically is this the part? Where you have to go in and, uh. You end up with another troll fight at the end?
0: I did not do that. Now, I explored a heck of a lot more of the Lake of Nine on my first playthrough. This time I didn't. I did a few things. I remember there was one where a spirit was tasked me with destroying the. the, um. statue of Thor. And I did that in my mm-hmm. first playthrough, but I could not find that guy to talk to to initiate that. Yep. I didn't do that one yet. Okay. I mean, obviously, uh. we're going to go back to the Lake of Nine because it definitely seems like the Lake of Nine is your hub that branches off to these yep. different areas that you can go to. Which basically a la Zelda. These are your paths to the new dungeons that you can take on. So, uh, our next big thing is to, um, there's this giant bridge looking thing in the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of the lake.
1: After the, uh, <laughs> after the big reveal, there's I forgot, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot about the big reveal, the lake of nine, uh, reveal. So when you first get there, the lake of nine is practically full. I'm talking all the way up. You can see uh, it's this giant statue of Thor, but it's only like his head and his hammer holding it up. Um, and this is where the the conversation between Atreus and Kratos gives us a little bit more backstory. Uh, because Atreus says, "Hey, there's Thor," and of course, I think what was the conversation? That's Thor and Kratos says, "Ah, that's the god of thunder, right?" And he's like, "Yeah," he's like, "Does any of the..." Legends talk about a guy that can't feel pain, and uh, Atreus says that sounds like Boulder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, we probably killed Boulder. <laughs> um,
1: Doesn't isn't isn't there the interaction here where Atreus also says, "Oh, I didn't know you knew anything about the gods," and he's like, "I didn't know you were paying attention when, when Mom was telling those stories." Uh, yeah, yeah, which you know. The, the, the witch earlier said he doesn't know, does he, about Atreus, and, you know, if, if he doesn't know if you know about gods, then there's definitely some things you haven't told him.
0: Yeah. So uh, we make it to this beacon area, and uh, Atreus translates it saying that if you throw your arms into the lake, uh, everything will be revealed. So Kratos throws his axe into the lake. He tries to call it back and it doesn't return. And then a giant wave starts. And as they're holding on for dear life on this boat, a giant, and I'm talking like huge, snake shows up. It looks at Kratos and Atreus and starts speaking in a different language, one that nobody understands. And uh, Atreus realizes that this is the World Serpent, which apparently is large enough to span the entire land of Midgar. And uh, this was a crazy moment, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah,
1: yeah, Absolutely
0: um but the world serpent is now surrounding this entire lake of nine almost like it's closing it off to certain sections but the big thing is is that the lake has went down so it is now drained some which allows us to go to certain beaches and stuff like that which is where we do all the special stuff it also reveals this large bridge that's in the middle of the lake so our objective is to go to this bridge and um, continue across it to go to the mountain. Uh, this is where we run into Brock again. He has set up shop on this bridge. Um, and, uh, yeah, trying to think if there's anything else here. Not that I can think of.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's anything else you're required to do. I, I just, I spent a lot more time in the... The lake of nine this time this is where i i stopped the first time i had gotten about halfway through uh i was f- in a couple of the fights on one of the beaches and died a couple times and you know I, it wasn't like it was too hard i just turned the game off at that point and then just never had picked it back up so I, I had done some of these things seen the world serpent and explored a bit uh of the of the lake and then this is where i ended up stopping last
0: time right okay so, um, yeah. I guess we continue on. Um, I, I think we should stop for a second and talk about the upgrade system. Because, holy crap, there's a lot. So, not only can you learn new skills using experience points, uh, you can also get new armor and upgrade your weapons and upgrade your armor as well as augment them with different enchantments. Um, there's also special abilities that you can get, like runes that allow you to have
1: uh, other alternated attacks in battle. Yeah, and you're also picking up crafting items that you need certain items to upgrade certain things. Yes. Um, and the gear is all color-coded
0: so there's like white gear, green gear, blue gear. I'm guessing there's probably purple and yellow gear. For yep. you know, feels gear. very RPG like. Yes, and there's also a gear level that yeah. If you get your attributes to a certain point, like strength or rune or cooldown or vitality, you then go up in gear rank. Because you don't actually get XP that goes to a level. It's whatever you have equipped, and it makes your stats go up. And there's certain abilities that are locked behind your level. Um, It's a strange and kind of complicated way to do this.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of gating. It, It almost seems like... You know, you have to have certain things like like your Leviathan X, for example. You, you're not going to be able to upgrade that six or eight times, you know, every play session. Yeah, right. It, it's really seriously gated. And so they they give you a lot of flexibility on some things, like you get enough of your Swarthian steel or whatever it is, uh, you know, to to make some choices there. But when it comes to the prerequisites for the Leviathan X, you, you know, you're very thoroughly gated as to when you can make those upgrades. So yeah, it, it 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 is a little bit complicated. Uh it's one of the things that I was just like, wow, I did not expect really any of this in this game. Yeah. To this degree at least. It uh it can get very
0: complicated and you can also upgrade Atreus with new abilities as well as new gear, all that good stuff. Um but uh yeah, um we continue on uh through the it's not foothills i can't remember what it's called but the, er, every area has yeah, got foothills, is it know. the foothills okay um but um basically each area almost like dark souls is named pops up on the screen whenever you walk in to you know when you cross the threshold to this new area um and the map you know you can bring up a map and it shows you like Points of interest on the map and stuff like that, so it's it's definitely got that open worldish RPG stuff going on.
1: Which I didn't I didn't think the map was of any value till I got to the lake. I'm like, all right, I need to I need to find some things here.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because it was other than your main objective, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Uh, we actually run into um, Brock's brother. Um, starts with an S, but I can't pronounce it. Sindri? Sindri?
1: Is that it? Yeah. S-I-N-D-R-I.
0: Okay. And Sindri is, like, almost the exact opposite of his brother. (laughs) He's very germaphobic. Um...
1: Yeah, doesn't want to touch
0: the axe. Yeah. And, uh... He's, uh... He also offers to upgrade the, uh, the axe... But he also says, You know, I'd actually upgrade better than my brother, so don't take it to him, take it to me.
1: Yeah, don't let him touch it. And I love how Kratos is like, Don't undo what he did. I don't you know, I don't don't know about the two of you. I don't care who's better, just you know, I, I like what he did, don't undo it. You can add to it. You and, also get the resurrection stones here, which is pretty cool.
0: Yes. You get the resurrection stones and there is a, a little um conversation piece. Um, about the original owner of the axe, Faye. Uh, he mentions that we specifically made that axe for Faye. He's like, yeah, I just want to make sure she's okay. And of course, well, Treya says, well, she died. And so it went to my dad. So, um, after talking with him a little bit, uh, going through the, uh, foothills here. Uh, there's a few puzzles we can solve, get a few more chests, that kind of thing. Uh, but, uh, the big thing is, is that we make it to the base of the mountain. Uh, and in making it to the base of the mountain, we have another boss fight with a ogre this time. This is definitely an ogre. Um, yep. I hope not all the boss fights are just going to be this big monster thing. So far, it has been trolls and ogres.
1: Yeah, I feel like you know. I feel like it's still early in the game.
0: I say you that know, and... if
1: we're talking about, we made it twenty percent in.
0: Yeah, I mean that's supposedly that's what we're at is twenty percent in.
1: Yeah, I, I mean trolls and ogres seem appropriate for the first twenty percent. Okay, we'll, we'll see. I, I would have thought. I mean, it's not like the other God of Wars have started where you know you're fighting serpents and things. Ten minutes in.
0: True. So, um, but after making it to the base of the mountain, fight the ogre, fight the drogers, And, uh, we make it to the bridge that then leads closer to the mountain. Uh, unfortunately the bridge is, uh, blocked off by this black smoke fog stuff. Uh, like it lost. Yeah. A lot like that. And it is spewing from the mouth of the mountain. Because the mountain has this giant face on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, as, uh, we're standing there, uh, Atreus says, uh, kind of wish the witch was here. Maybe she'd know what to do. Bam, she appears. Well, I, I actually am here. And, uh, she's like, yeah, you don't want to touch that stuff. That is, uh, What was it called? The Black Breath? The Black Breath. I was going to say the Death Breath, but that's Diablo. Uh, And um, it is pure darkness, essentially. Um, And uh, she said that the only thing that can uh, fix that is this light that, unfortunately, she doesn't have any of, but she knows where to get it. Um, Artemis, it's not Artemis, it's, so, starts with an A, something light, um, and there's also a, a small little conversation talking about, uh, he's saying that there's a lot of dead people wandering around right now, and she says that it's because there's a lot of things that's been thrown off balance. Sounds like somebody has messed with something in this realm, and things aren't how they used to be.
1: Oh, we also know somebody's out of place in this realm.
0: Very true. So, uh, we follow uh, the witch. Uh, she takes us back to the
1: uh, bridge. Which is cool. You get to see the world serpent awake again. Yeah, kind of hanging out in the background.
0: Yeah, just kind of just hanging out there. Um, and um, at the bridge, she tells us that, the, that this bridge is actually a um special type of bridge that bridges the gap. I said bridge a lot of times there, but it bridges the gap <laughs> between other realms. And she says the realm that you're wanting to go to is the Elf Realm, uh Alfheim, I think. Yeah. Everything has uh, yeah. everything ha- has heim at the end of it so
1: yeah Helheim Alfheim yeah
0: you know, Jutenheim. Um,
1: M- Muspelheim which is the one I was trying to open but I don't think I can
0: <laughs> So um we basically uh she takes us down into the bridge and uh uh shows us the um the way to activate it so we go into this dark room uh, as it lights up, we see the roots of the world tree, also known as the Idrisil. Uh, the Idrisil is what is basically fueling this bridge and this portal, and it allows us to go to different realms. Uh, this light that we need to be able to pierce this black breath is in the elf realm, uh, and she lets us open the move the bridge for one thing. And yeah,
1: that probably was kind of cool. Felt very original God of Warish.
0: Yes, yes. So we have to reset the bridge and push it and uh Atreus is like is that pretty heavy? And of course he's like no, it's not. And then after he gets done pushing it, Atreus is like did you hurt your back? No, I did not hurt my back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh so um Uh, but yeah, so we're able to power this thing. So basically, uh, I I like it because it it gives you a lot of world building stuff. Um, Kratos asks, how does this thing work? And the witch goes into this long, like five minute ordeal of talking about the Idris seal and how it powers everything and how it makes this happen. And you had to put this key in and all this stuff. And she's like, for a more streamlined version of this, right? And, and Chris like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> put the key in. Then you take the key out and put the, and then you put the light in the key and there you go.
1: <laughs> don't lose it.
0: Yeah. Please don't lose this. Uh so uh we open the door uh and as we open the door a whole new world has been opened to us and it is this very colorful jungleish looking world and uh she, there's supposed to be a big reveal so she's supposed to say and you can probably see the light right and she's like uh-oh i can barely see the light what's going on there's something wrong the light's supposed to be real bright in the sky right here. And as she's getting ready to say that, she starts getting magically pulled back to the door, to the bridge. And Kratos and Atreus are trying to hold her from getting pulled back. And as she's about to get pulled back into the bridge, she says, just stand inside the light, but don't do not do this. And at, right before she gets it out of her mouth, she gets pulled back.
1: Don't do something.
0: Don't do something. Uh, It's like, whatever you do, don't do. And that's it. And then the door closes. They're stuck because they don't have light anymore. And light is what's needed to fuel this bridge. Uh, Atreus is like, do you think she's... You don't think she's dead, do you? (laughs) I think... uh, I I can't remember what Kratos says, but it's on the things of, like, I doubt it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I thought she said before that, she's like, look, I'm bound to this realm. I can't go into the other ones. I'll try to go with you anyway and see what happens.
0: Yes, she does mention that. She says that the powers-to-be have, have kept me here, and Kratos is like, why? She's like, because a lot of the gods don't like me. Meddlesome. Yeah. So uh, Kratos and uh, Atreus turn around to this whole new world.
1: I thought you were gonna sing that the first time you said
0: it. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> um and uh Kratos says, Alright, let's go. Don't go too far from me and touch nothing. <laughs> and that's, He's always
1: spouting out good advice like that. Yeah,
0: and that's that that's where I stopped. <laughs> but uh wow uh, yeah, I've, if I've
1: I take that as a long intro, like right, right up until the point things open up. That, there's, there's a lot to like in this first section.
0: Yeah, um, uh, I've seen all of this before. Uh, in fact, I've seen—I don't know how long you're in the elf realm, but I've seen probably another hours worth. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably another hours worth into it, and that's that's as far as I ever made it into this game um but even seeing it for a second time i'm just like this is this is amazing this is this is absolutely fantastic like the just the the details in everything
1: yeah without just being shiny like if you're just going to talk about the visuals for a moment it's surprising how good they are while looking different from a lot of other high end visuals yes like everything's not shiny like kratos himself looks i don't want to say wooden but you know he's Definitely, like absorbs light differently than you know, and everything. All of his, the textures of his clothes and everything, and the world around you. It, it, everything's not slick and shiny, but it is rich and detailed, and it's not brightly colorful, but it is like a rich, saturated palette. Which I, I don't know. It just it looks really good.
0: Absolutely. Um, we do have an email, um, and I'll go ahead and read this off. It comes from Chad. Says a uh, howdy crew. Uh, first of all, uh, this is a great game. Although maybe not everyone's cup of tea. It was my game of the year pick 2018. However, I retroactively bumped it down to number two following Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead 2 just seemed to have more of a lasting impact on me over time than God of War. With that being said, it was initially my... Uh, game of the year pick because it checked all the boxes and it did everything very well from graphics to sound to gameplay story and presentation. Yep. I heard Ryan say last week, he thinks this game may have a different impact on gamers who are fathers. I tend to think the same thing. Although I am nothing like Kratos, I still empathize with his role as a father. I can see similarities between Atreus and my own son. As a young boy, he tries hard, but you can see Kratos' firm hand in trying to teach him lessons, sometimes trying to exhibit compassion and literally holding back because he wants his son to be prepared for the harshness of the world, knowing that creating uh, too deep of an emotional connection can actually be a weakness for what Atreus may or may not have to do. I think it's oddly exhibited when the he lights his wife Faye's funeral pyre and says, let's go hunting. He doesn't waste time. Eventually, he comes back to a mound of smoldering ashes, either killing the deer or moving on from the death of Atreus' mother. He repeats several times that Atreus must close his heart to the pain. Is this bad parenting, or does Kratos have another motive Instead of summarizing what I am sure you all have already discussed, I will leave you with some thought provoking questions. I love these. These are these are my favorite. (laughs) When you say, So do you think this is gonna happen? And at the last episode, you're all wrong. Uh keep in mind, I intentionally wrote these questions to not spoil anything. I know the story and some of these questions are never actually answered. (laughs) Great. All right. Uh, is this connected to all th- uh, the previous God of War games? I say yes
1: I, I think that's a hard yes.
0: yeah I, I think that's absolutely because I, he has he has the, the the arm wraps around his arms and they specifically showed that at the very beginning of the game He yep. still he still has the ash of his dead family members all over his body. He still has the the, the symbol the the red line. Going over him, yep. uh, I absolutely think this is he. He finished being, he got sick of being the god of war in the Greek mythology,
1: and decided to go
0: to a different realm and yep. live out I, his life there.
1: Exactly, I, I think for for me the two things beyond beyond the raps, which I think the, the way they focus on it, I was like, yeah, yep. I, I think that's more than just a nod to say, hey, this is Kratos, because you know I think we already know that, but. I think for for me, it's, it's a, a big part of it comes to that hiding out. Uh, I think probably he's hiding out either just to retire in peace, or you know maybe something happened that he actually had to go into hiding to escape. Not that not that Kratos is one to run from a fight. True.
0: Um, I, uh, I, I never played, um, well, he's bringing up his, I'm ready to his next question, but I never played God of War Ascension. Does that take place after God of War 3?
1: I thought so.
0: Okay. See, I don't know how, I don't know what happened in between this game and God of War 3 then. So I guess, I guess hopefully it will, they will answer that. Uh, his next question is: If so, how did Kratos go from the Greek gods of Olympus to the snowy lands of the Norse gods? Was hope enough for Kratos to survive?
1: Yeah, I. That I guess that that's the question I want the answer to. Yeah, is what is he doing here? Was it a a simple choice for him? Did he did he just want to retire? Did you know? Is he escaping something? Um, all that, but I, I think even just the weight of his past and, and what he's maybe trying to protect Atreus from, mm-hmm. I think, and the fact that he's kind of an interloper into this realm—the uh, stranger at the beginning—Balder was trying to find him to get him to come out. You know, th- there's these references to him being out of place, so. If he's out of place, I think for me the next the next part of the game can answer why. Why is he out of place and how is he out of place?
0: Right. Um next question is who was Faye and is Atreus Kratos' biological son or his son in law? That's hmm. a really good question. I don't know who Fay is. I'm a assuming- Other than a
1: friend of Dwarves.
0: I, I I am assuming she is a god. And I am assuming that Atreus is
1: Kratos' son.
0: And that Atreus is a god and he doesn't know it.
1: Yeah, at some point he awakens.
0: Yes. And I think Kratos is doing his damnedest to make sure he never finds out that he is a god. I think that was the whole point of this. Uh, let's see here. What's the deal with Atreus' sickness? Does he have asthma? Maybe it has something to do with the Black Death. Or not the Black Death, the Black black Breath. I don't know. Any thoughts?
1: If it were a different type of game, I would say maybe they were trying to prevent him. No, I, I don't think Kratos or Faye would ever... Not poison, but you know, try to repress godlike qualities, but in a different type of game, potentially that could have been a That's a good situation.
0: theory, though, dude. That's a good theory. Huh. Atreus mentions early on that the stranger... But, oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say the the barrier means it's... Right, there's the barrier around their hut, so it is some kind of active hiding. It's not just, you know... We've set out to pasture for a few, you know, to to live out our golden years, right? There's an active hiding aspect, I would think. Right. Hmm. Which, you know, probably is a more important or more interesting uh, reason to be in the woods than just uh, wanting to be a lumberjack for the rest of your life.
0: Right. So here it says, Atreus mentions early on that the stranger is probably balder because he can't feel any pain, Kratos asks him. But why would the Norse gods be seeking out Kratos? You you hit the you kind of hinted at it a little bit, but I think yep, Kratos is the reason why their realm's all messed up.
1: Yep, he's like a splinter in the finger.
0: Exactly, a-
1: agitating everything,
0: and they're trying to fix it. I think.
1: Yeah, could be. Could Certainly be. It could be. Almost How d- maybe he was called there to help stop whatever uh is causing the the problem sickness the black breath yeah doesn't seem like he's actively doing anything about it though so maybe that doesn't make much sense
0: yeah i don't think he's actively doing it i think just his mere presence in this realm is messing
1: things up yeah i I do too
0: okay uh how does the witch know kratos's identity or that atreus has some sort of sickness I don't know.
1: Maybe she was friends with Faye.
0: Possibly. Maybe she's a god. Maybe other gods can tell that people are gods. I don't know. Hmm. She's definitely mysterious. Because she said that she was trying to make up for things in the past when she was helping out Kratos.
1: Yeah, I remember that line. And I was like, is that just a token to she's she's deeper than than we have the time to present her or is that a real hook into something that will be brought up later
0: i'm pretty sure she's going to be a major player in this game yeah uh is the main objective of this game really to reach the highest mountain in order to spread phase ashes uh maybe i don't know
1: (laughs) maybe that's how they prevent
0: stop the sickness cleanse
1: cleanse the mountain
0: maybe that's it maybe it required a sacrifice and this is the sacrifice they just have to spread those ashes to fix everything maybe they didn't
1: say why she died right how
0: that is the next question Uh. (laughs) how does Kratos meet Faye and how did she die I have no
1: idea (laughs) if she sacrificed herself Atreus definitely doesn't seem to know that's true Kratos I don't think we would know if he knows. He's not the most emotive. Right. Out, outwardly at least. Uh,
0: and then it says until next time, Chad. Mm. So interesting questions those, for sure. There's some great questions and I appreciate the uh, the email. The the thing here's what I want. And I don't know if it's gonna happen. I wanna obviously see more gods. Here's my thing. They have dropped the ball if, A, somebody who's walking around with Kratos, either the witch or one of the dwarves or somebody like that, is actually Loki pretending to be somebody. (laughs) Or, B, we have a boss fight with Loki and he uses tricks against us. There has to be something like that in this game, right? There has to be.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. The The god of mischief? It has to be. The other thing that always comes to me whenever I think of Norse mythology is the idea that we need to prevent Ragnarok.
0: Yes, they do mention Ragnarok once.
1: Yep, yep. The the word came up, so I'm like, alright, is that the game? I mean, in my mind, that's always what I imagine a good mythological game in this setting to be about is, you know, we need to prevent that from happening, so... You know maybe or, is are are the realms blending together? Is that the version of Ragnarok in this universe or is this
0: Ragnarok? Are we jump starting Ragnarok?
1: yep, maybe maybe it's a bit of a twist there maybe you think maybe, you're preventing it
0: yeah, you think you're preventing it, but you're actually uh activating Metal Gear been a pawn the whole time exactly uh time will tell. I'm excited to see what happens.
1: Yeah, and not just that. Like, There's so many games where I'm excited to see what happens, but I'm actually actively excited just to explore the realms, you know, collect all the collectibles, fight all the enemies. Like, I, There's a lot that I want to do in this game. I really just want to spend a lot of time with it. So this game was
0: huge when I made it to the Lake of Nine, and I was like, ooh, there's all these little branching areas I can go to. Then we go to this room... Where there's eight friggin' realms that you can go to, I was like, oh my god, I can explore all of this. Oh man, I get to do it. This and they said, well that that bridge is is broken. We can't go to it anymore. I was like, okay, well there's still seven realms that I can go to here. And I'm just like, oh man, I can't. Oh, I can't wait to jump into this. And then I stopped for some reason. <laughs> so we're finally getting to it, and I'm 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 actually really excited to jump in. I just I um. Chad, if you would, like, send me a DM or a, uh, or maybe a, uh, email or something. Reach out to me and let me know what the best place to stop is because I have no idea. Just, just tell me stop at this point and we'll stop. And I'll just, I'll yep. mention it to Matt because I have no clue. I'm going in blind at this point. And yeah. Like, I
1: also don't want to look up anything.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. I don't want to look up anything. Like I, I don't even want to look at a fact. Because I don't want to be spoiled by anything. And you know, you've played it. You know how to say something without having a spoiler in there. Please reach out to me when you hear this and just let me know a good point to stop for the next recording. I'm guessing this is probably going to be three recordings, uh, depending on how much side stuff I do. And I want to do all of them. I've already started collecting the Odin's eyes and that's going to take forever because there's 50 of them or 51 of them. Have you done any of that?
1: Odin's eyes. I There's, kill a lot of his
0: ravens. That that's it. The ravens are called Odin's eyes.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did I did get a did get a bunch of those.
0: Yeah, I think sure. I've got probably like 6 or 7 so far. Yep. So. But yeah, um that's uh that's going to be it for us. Um I think we're ending it with we're all excited. Oh, I'm yep. excited to see this. I want to see what happens.
1: And doubly excited because now everything going forward is going to be new. Yes. Yes.
0: But, uh yeah, if you'd like to send us an email, it is Drew at ZTGD.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But that is going to be it for us. We are going to get out of here. Uh Until next time, I am Drew and I'm Matt and we're gone I hope you guys have a great week and we'll be back next week with the continuation of God of War